Hey, welcome to the Voices in Japan podcast with Ben and Burke. Japan is now heading into the thick of things with the coronavirus and what many people are calling the second wave across the country. And with listeners of the podcast in many parts of the world that are also facing a very difficult situation with the coronavirus, Ben and I decided to try to think of some positives、uh, that have resulted from the situation with the virus in each of our lives. Some of the things that we came up with are unique to Japan, so we hope you find those interesting, and we hope wherever you are, your situation will start to improve soon. All right, on to the show. Each, knee, sang. How's, how's it going, man? It's all right, man. Just getting used to the semi lockdown that's been going on in Japan, I guess. The extension from when was it? When did it last Thursday? Man, I can't even remember. I think it was like last Thursday. Yeah, last Thursday, Hokkaido's quote unquote going through its second wave. But I don't know if do you think it's really a second wave or now they're just testing a lot more? I feel like it's a second wave just because. So many more new people came up to Hokkaido from from Tokyo and Honshu because of job transfers and the start of universities, which is happening right as we speak, kind of you know, mid, mid April, end of May. And I heard a lot of、um, people from Tokyo are actually trying to get away from Tokyo after they had their state of emergency and they. Figured that Hokkaido was the safest place. So apparently, a lot of Airbnbs are fully booked in Sapporo and Hokkaido. And the governor of Hokkaido was kind of complaining about, complaining about that the other day, saying how he doesn't, he can't really prevent the spread of it because people will just keep coming from other places and he doesn't have the power to, <clears throat> to close down. Uh, airports, for example, or restrict people from getting into Hokkaido? Yeah, well, Hokkaido definitely had, like, quote unquote, flattened the curve. If you look at that,、uh, there's like a website that shows all the updated information in Japan. It's usually like two hours slow or something, but Hokkaido definitely kind of had a flat situation in terms of number of new cases per day, maybe just a few or something, under five or whatever. <clears throat> Now we're up to double digits. Sometimes over 20 by next week, it'd probably grow even more. And yeah, just like you said, like a lot of those people have a history of、uh, like they were in Tokyo. Not a lot, actually. I don't know if that's it's a majority of them or not, but there's definitely some people that they show that they came up from Tokyo. Either、uh, they were there and they wanted to get away, or there's even some people、uh, showing as being in like a live house, like a concert, small concert venue <clears throat> in Sapporo. No, no, no. They were like at one in Tokyo, it says. And then they came back to Hokkaido. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was a kind of a cluster. But,、uh, but this weekend, at least, like a lot of big shops and malls closed. Like this,、uh, this weekend of the, was it 18th, 18th, 19th of April? So, yeah. So like a Stellar Place and Sapporo Factory closed for two days, set to. Department stores, a lot of department stores, like basically shopping malls have closed except for 
close to essential businesses like supermarkets within those shopping malls. Uh, yeah, like, you know, we're next to Sapporo Station. There's like no cars lining up. The parking lots are practically empty. Local supermarkets are kind of staying open, like our, our local Eon Max Value. So they're still open. Uh, the drug stores are still open. So I think it's just mainly the big shopping areas uh, downtown um, and where, where most people seem to gather. But because of that, everyone's just going outside. So we have like a local park just around the corner from me. And it was just full of families running around. A lot of people not really social distancing distancing it seems like and some not wearing a face mask so we we walked past the park we're thinking of going in there but we avoided that and then we uh we just took a, a walk down the street and just yeah just seeing everyone is out and about because they can't really go anywhere else um, i mean i guess they should be staying at home but if there's no forced lockdown um there's not much else you can do and i think because the weather's so nice it kind of you know you can't it's very difficult to stop people from going out yeah the big buzzword right now is golden week which means right at the end of golden week like a lot of areas and locales are kind of closing down uh until the end of golden week which is a vacation period in japan in case people don't know it's kind of falls at the end of april beginning of may it's not really a week of holidays but there's like a bunch of national holidays that are all together uh, with like a couple work days mixed in between there. And since that was already coming up, a lot of places are shutting down until the end of Golden Week, including Sapporo and these stores. And uh, a lot of the restaurants and bars are suffering because of that. So downtown, finally, it feels like, you know, people are restricting, restricting themselves from going out socializing in the weekends now, you know, like before. Suskino downtown all the bars were still pretty busy but now yeah no one's really heading out so the bars haven't officially although a lot of the bars haven't closed it's just that the people aren't going to them now so now they are starting to feel the financial effects of uh, of the coronavirus and hopefully the government is you know going to do something provide some financial aid so there was talk of them providing what 300 up to 300,000 yen per person. Um, Originally, yeah, they were going to provide that for people whose incomes had uh, significantly dropped as a result of the coronavirus. And now it's changed to to 100,000 yen per person, which is about $1,000. Um, I think you have to, uh, there's not, it's not too difficult to qualify for it, right? But uh, and I think there's like an application process that people need to go through. But uh, and then like for children with uh, families with children, I think they'll still be able to receive a little bit extra as well. But uh, but who? Yeah, it's gonna take a little while to get that rolling out, anyways. But uh, yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. No one knows um, when and how they can actually get that money yet. I think the government is still trying to figure out how to set that system up which could take up to a month from now before it's in effect. And then when people can actually get the money, uh, we'll probably be even a couple more months later after that. 
Yeah, it's a little weird because we're in Japan and like people in the U.S. have already been in lockdown for like, you know, three, four weeks. Uh, I think the first round of checks uh, started to go out in the U.S. from last week. Uh, so it's kind of weird because Japan was like ahead of the situation in terms of the outbreak happening. And now it's kind of like behind other countries and they're unsure whether to call this like the actual real situation from the beginning or is it okay to call it a second wave hospitals are finally like kind of starting to worry about uh being overrun actually i was i had to go to the hospital yesterday uh to pick up some medicine what and, for? Uh, what uh, for? <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't joke how, but, how'd uh, you sense a smell <laughs> Yeah, grapes kind of taste like chicken now. <laughs> no, um, but uh, yeah, it was just a medicine that I take regularly. Um, and I was kind of wondering, like, is it go okay to go? But uh, there wasn't on the website about like any special like procedures or anything because of coronavirus. But anyways, I went to the hospital, and first thing, as soon as you go into the hospital, they have like this blockade of tables set up, and they were like checking everyone's temperature. <clears throat> The patients as they came up to the machine to check in for their appointments and then like after they checked your temperature they would give you like a big sticker kind of like one of those stickers it's like usually like says hi my name is whatever you know mm-hmm. except for like it had a uh, temperature printed out on it and uh when you went to like your station in the hospital you had to provide that uh to kind of check to make to show that you were like you didn't have a fever and stuff and um yeah, like normally they have to – so the reason I had to go is because they have to do like a blood test every time. This medication that I'm on, they got to like monitor your blood. <clears throat> and uh, so that's why like it was in, uh, it couldn't be avoided. But um, yeah, like they also usually do like a bit of a, like checkup, you know, to see how you're feeling and stuff. But they weren't doing that either. Like it was just come in, do the blood test, uh, ask some questions, and then like, you know, get – people in and out of the hospital and you could tell like the the uh, staff like was um kind of stressed out a little bit i mean it's not like italy or the u.s where they're like being overrun with like all these patients with covid and everything but you kind of tell they're starting to get stressed out about the situation so in that sense too it's, it's a little interesting because japan's behind us i mean hopefully the situation won't get out of control in japan but yeah, like I also noticed because I was wearing a mask, everyone, all the patients and stuff, people waiting to get in to see the doctor were wearing masks. But I also noticed like almost everyone was wearing glasses and like the uh, hospital staff, like a lot of people were wearing like eye shields in addition to masks. And I was like, man, I forgot to wear my glasses. I had my contacts. <laughs> but, oh, uh, they're wearing eye shields now as well as a part of uh, preventative measures. Yeah, it wasn't like 100% of the staff of the hospital, but it was almost everyone. <clears throat> so like are they like kind of goggles or something like, like giant snowboard goggles no they're it's not like that extreme yet they're still just kind of like a safety goggle type of things like basically like glasses that also have like extension to kind of cover uh more area on your face mm. you know gloves are they wearing gloves were they wearing gloves as well yeah, but they all—I think they—they they always wear gloves usually when they're like doing inspection and stuff. Um, so that's not anything new, really. But, but yeah, it was a little uh, nerve-wracking. But I mean, not really because it wasn't too serious as a situation. But so yeah, any any good things about this 
situation yeah which is well, our topic today. yeah good things about the coronavirus well i mean obviously there's a lot of bad things to to focus on and talk about a little bit unprecedented what the world is going through obviously but yeah i've kind of tried to come up with some positive things did you were able to were you able to come up with some positive I, things i think I've got, I've got a couple i've got at least two maybe three that i can kind of come up with you want to go first unique to japan or yeah well in my situation i would like to say yeah so yeah probably unique to japan all right well go ahead you can go first um for me i'm cooking a lot more or learning new recipes so i've actually been uh been cooking like japanese food learning how to do that um i baked a cheesecake for the first time in my life to uh, a couple of weeks ago a rare cheesecake which uh, which was actually really good yeah i actually cut the amount of sugar that was involved in uh, in the recipe and um yeah it's one of the best cheesecakes i've ever had in my life if i have to actually admit that wow <laughs> your own cheesecake man that's good yeah i've thought about that like this is kind of like a unique opportunity to kind of pick up some something new i mean people a lot of people have some extra time so and there's obviously a lot of stuff that's being put out online to kind of take advantage of the situation of people being home and stuff but so this is like some online class that you've signed up for with some obasan and like in tokyo or something <laughs> no no not at all not so I've, I've got this uh well obviously on youtube there's this really good channel called uh cooking with dog and it's a, a japanese youtube channel of this old lady and she basically just has her dog in the background it's like a poodle or something and it's called cooking with dog and she yeah she's she's amazing everything she has on there you just follow the recipe and it's real simple and they always work out really well so her rare cheesecake recipe is a uh, is kind of a healthy version but then after- oh wait so, wait so this really is something that you were watching online yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i thought you were saying maybe somebody somebody around you has been like teaching you to cook a little bit but no, this is like no, no. oh yeah. wow okay oh so it's so this is like an online from a japanese teacher well, she has her own YouTube channel that that's been going on for about ten years or so. Yeah. So, but she's not like a professional cook or anything. She's just like this obasan who just decided to start up a YouTube channel, which I think she was advised probably by her her son, like because it's got um English narration, so she can't speak English. She uh she speaks Japanese, but then the the voiceover is a is a guy. Uh, who speaks kind of like broken English, and it, and I see, I I guess that maybe it's her son or something, and he he does all the editing, the production, and she's like the face of the 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 program or the show. Wow, so that so is kind of yeah, that is kind of unique to Japan. Cooking with dog. Cooking with dog. Yeah. Nice man. Nice. So, how many uh, dishes do you think you've picked up and learnt? Um, I've I've let's see probably i can do karage very well which i didn't pick up from that show i could do it well anyway so from that show uh nikujaga which is like a uh what is it it's like a meat and potato stew like a beef beef and potato stew with carrots pick that one up um chicken namban do you know chicken namban it's kind of like mm-hmm. fried chicken but with uh with um a kind of mayonnaise sauce like it's not exactly 
uh, karage or zangi. It's like similar to that, but not as uh, not as crispy. Um, what else is there? I picked up. Man, I can't even remember. What's the what's the soup? Tonjiru. You know, tonjiru. Yeah. So that one is one of my specialties. So my my missus really likes it when I cook that one. Long time to uh, to prepare to prep for it, but um, takes like a good few hours to cook. But that one's a good one. And uh, kakuni. Do you know kakuni? No, pork. what's kakuni? It's like braised pork <clears throat> belly. You know, like you can get it in the restaurants and stuff. So I I can do that at home now, which also takes like about three hours to do. But that is amazing. So the recipe on that show for kakuni is awesome. Wow, three hours, that's quite a quick commitment. But this is good because this is, yeah, if people want to pick up some Japanese cooking skills uh, and they're not in Japan, check yeah. out uh, Cooking with Dog. Cooking with Dog, yeah. No uh, no sponsorship or, you know, endorsement by them. It's just something I found on, on YouTube, so. Well, hold on, the, t- the title of that could be a little bit misleading because, you know, there's no... Uh, something like the dog or my dog so it's just cooking with dog <laughs> like main ingredient is dog like how do you, how do you cook with dog there's no article there's no article before dog you know so right someone might think it's from china or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly oh my Uh, yeah, for me, though, well, one positive are out of this uh, whole cor- coronavirus thing, which is kind of unique to, well, it is unique to Japan. Um, but uh, just because I've been going home earlier and stuff from work, um, I've been taking a lot more baths. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, especially with my daughter, you know, it's kind of like, I can't remember in the U.S., I think like when people put their children in the bath, I don't think they usually get in, but, you know, the, in Japan, the bath, uh, the ofuro is a little bit different than overseas. It's like one big room. You got the bath inside with the shower. There's no toilet. It's just like one big enclosed waterproof room that's called the ofuro. And, uh, yeah, this is like for people that don't know, Japanese people take like baths every night and evening and uh, they don't take showers in the morning like in the U.S. or Western cultures and stuff. And so I've kind of been getting into that uh, habit, uh, habit should I say, but cleaning yeah. yourself. <laughs> I've been cleaning myself since this whole coronavirus thing started, <laughs> cleaning better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you, uh, you know, I still kind of like, even though I'm in Japan, I usually take a shower in the morning uh, to get the morning started. It helps me refresh and get started. But my wife and daughter, you know, are Japanese style where they'll take the bath in the evening. Um, but I mean, what, what do you do usually? Do you take a bath or you take a shower? Um, normally take a shower. Sometimes I take a bath if, uh, if it's really cold, like usually in the winter, I would take maybe a few baths a week instead of having a shower. But, um, but yeah, when it gets a bit warmer, I kind of just take showers instead of baths. I mean, baths are good because they're good for relaxing, you know, rather than actually using it for, for cleaning oneself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah I usually have a shower and jump in the bath after. 
Yeah, well, they're really good for your health, too. I mean, it's just like warming up the body is good for the immune system and everything. But, yeah, like, uh, I mean, Japanese culture, like you wash off uh, kind of in the shower area that's like next to the bath, and then you get in the bath afterwards. And, like, everybody in the family washes and gets in the same bath water. And even sometimes in some households, like, they'll use the water the next day to do, like, laundry and stuff. But bathtubs in general in Japan are kind of set up for this culture. So, like, they're a lot more comfortable, I kind of feel like, than usual, just like your everyday bathtub in the U.S. Uh, A lot of them have, like, functions in the bathtub to, like, reheat and uh, circulate the water through a filter in between. So, like, you know, people, the water can get a little bit cold. Like, our old bathtub has, like, a TV. It was just a place we were renting out, like, a TV in the bathtub. But uh, which I thought was like a really nice luxury, but it's almost like how long are you actually going to stay in the bath and like watch TV like for 30 minutes or something? Nobody wants to stay in the bath for like 30 minutes or something. Right. Did you actually use it? Very rarely. Like we use it like four times during the year, you know, like mm. and uh, even still like only stay in there for like 15 minutes or something. But but yeah, but like this whole bath like uh, culture in Japan, I think it's uh, usually it's not is good for me because i like to be able to again refresh in the morning with like a shower and stuff but it's kind of been nice and relaxing and it's uh been helping me uh also i've been going to bed earlier in the evening which is kind of another positive thing that's kind of come out of this uh incidentally i guess what what time you've been going to sleep well, I've been like laying down with my daughter just to like help her fall asleep, but like sometimes that's like nine o'clock, nine thirty, and I'll accidentally fall asleep like at nine thirty, and then like I'll wake up and it's like twelve thirty or something, mm-hmm. and so I'll just like go and get ready for bed, change my clothes, and then get back in bed. So I'm going to bed at like nine thirty, you know. Sometimes. Well, what, well, what's interesting is um, your schedule hasn't really changed too much, right? Because you're still going to work um, every day same same work hours i guess i don't know have your work hours changed well my company again like right now i'm working in a smaller company and so we're still like some people are working from home but because there's uh specialized equipment like at the office it needs to be used uh we are some people are still coming into the office but that may uh change very soon here is kind of the feeling we may all start working from home unless absolutely necessary yeah, like it's not that strict yet in Japan where it is in some places in the U.S. where like people aren't even really allowed to go to work unless it's like really necessary to go, you know. So mm. in that sense, yeah, it hasn't changed too much. Yeah. So you're, so you're washing or you're bathing with your daughter more, which is obviously, you know, you're building more a, a stronger bond with your child, which is obviously very nice. Yeah, which is kind of another strange thing in Japan. Like, they do bathe with their children till like, sometimes much later than Western culture. Like, yeah, you know, like six or seven years old, even. Yeah, I don't think we're going to go that far. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but you do hear. Yeah. You do hear people of, like, they bathe with their children until the child got to, like, elementary school or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I don't think we're going to do that. I know we're not going to do that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've also uh, another kind of positive change that I've had during this time because of all the free time that I've had and still have that I've become uh, become good with cleaning up all my my clutter that I've been, you know, saving all, all the papers and rubbish and 
files and documents and old clothes that I don't need. So yeah, a lot of the, the clothes that I don't wear anymore. So I haven't been throwing them out. I've been actually donating them. So there's uh the, you know that H and M they take clove donations, clothing donations. Oh so really? I've been, yeah, yeah, for free. Yeah, there's what like do, a big box where you just dump your clothes into. Do you know so, what do you know what they do with them? Yeah, they they just donate them to to uh, homeless people and uh, countries that that require uh, clothes, poor countries. Um, I don't know exactly which countries they do it or how they do it, but there's a there's a big box right by the cashier that you can just like dump uh, old clothes into, new clothes used. Doesn't matter what, you don't have to like tell anyone or anything. So yeah, so I've been um, yeah going from my old stuff or old clothes mainly and. Uh, riding down into town or down into the local H&M shop and just uh, donating some stuff and uh, clearing out my files. So becoming a bit cleaner, I guess a bit more organized because of all the time that this situation has given me. So that's another positive change, I would say. And hopefully I can keep this up, be a bit more mindful of, you know, wastefulness. Uh, Yeah, Uh, consuming less. I don't really consume that much anyway in terms of like shopping. I don't really buy anything, but trying to be a bit more organized in uh, in my daily life. I mean, do you feel like you're going to go through and clean up like everything or? Yeah, I've, uh, I've put uh, the next kind of couple of days to just go through like all my old files and paperwork from, from last year. Um, you know, like bills that I've just stacked up in my drawers, which I guess you're probably supposed to do every year, you know, go through all the clutter. But I just seem to not really get around to doing that. So now I have the time. But I I'm actually keep I keep putting that day off where I'm going to go through everything. But I'm slowly doing it now. So I'm trying to organize my day where I'll go, you know, five or ten minutes uh, to to check some stuff out and then next day do another five to ten minutes spread out spread out the the time intervals is that uh are you doing the like uh, marie what's her name marie kondo method where you kind of like hold on to something and see if it affects you emotionally and (laughs) (laughs) i i actually haven't seen that show i've only heard about marie kondo yeah but but uh yeah i haven't i haven't watched anything of of uh, what she's done yet but yeah no i don't i don't uh don't really do her method of looking after things or keeping things is that what you do with uh, no, with I, I haven't watched it either but i just kind of like the more you talk about it, it sounds very very similar to like what she's famous for maybe you should uh start the uh, male version of that and start yeah, putting videos collaborating like... collaborating yeah. with her or something marie, yeah. Kondo. Yeah. marie, marie and ben yeah. <laughs> cleaning up the cutter corona corona clutter cleaners Uh, let's see, what else do I got on my list of positive things <laughs> the coronavirus? I got one. I've been doing a lot of on nomi. I think we talked about this a little bit before. Online nomi guys. Um, yes. So yeah, just in general. I mean, this is happening all around the world. Uh, people are taking time to kind of spend time with each other online, uh, with their f- uh, friends and family everywhere. And, and uh, yeah, there's this phrase in Japan uh, they like to create a lot of Japanese words to match all these different situations. So the new word is onnomi, which is online nomikai, uh, shortened to onnomi. 
and uh, yeah this has kind of been a good opportunity for me to be in touch more with some people that maybe i'm just like sometimes exchanging emails or or whatsapp chats with and stuff but we're actually spending uh a lot of time man it's pretty crazy like these onomikais online drinking parties like probably it's not unique to to japan or anything but they last for many many hours sometimes like up to five hours and stuff i actually read about a japanese company this week uh, it was like a Japanese brewery uh, that was called Japandemic. It's like uh, mixing Japan and Pandemic together. The name of the brewery is called Japandemic, and they were trying to like encourage these online drinking parties by allowing people to order their craft beer, and then they were delivering the beer to the location of the people that wanted to do it, and they like hosted some kind of online party or something. But how about you, man? Are you doing any of these like online? Drinking parties and omikais with your friends overseas and stuff. Not really, uh, not really drinking mm. parties, but definitely uh, kind of reconnecting with uh, with old friends that I haven't spoke to in in a long time. So there was uh, there was one friend that I hadn't spoke to or seen anyway for about ten years, and we just kind of message each other maybe once every few months just to check up on what 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 each other's doing. But he's, you know, my, a lot of my friends from England are obviously self-isolating, so they have way more free time now. So they're they're a lot more keen and eager to to actually have these video chats, or they have the time to do it. So I've been zooming with some friends at home, but the because of the time difference, uh, we can't really get a, a nomikai or drinking session in. Because if I <clears throat> usually here it's. 6 p.m. or something so i'll be able to start drinking but for them it would be like 10 in the morning which is probably a little bit too early to start cracking the beers open um, and if it was the evening at their place it would be like at 2 a.m 3 a.m here and um probably not a good time to start drinking at that hour <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess i didn't think about that but if for people in europe and people in japan it's kind of a little bit more difficult i guess to have like a online drinking session like the people that i'm doing it with some of them are in asia and others are in the u.s like west coast or east coast so for the people in the u.s they do it like evening and then in japan it's kind of like noon uh it gets about noon here in japan so it's still earlier in the early in the day but it's not like morning at least you know so So how many how many people are you kind of having these sessions with usually like on average well it's guys from university so sometimes man it's up to like 12 people Wow, like yeah. using Zoom. Like yeah, like Zoom. There's another app uh, called House Party, which uh, actually works a little bit better. The sound is a little bit better than Zoom uh, because, like, Zoom, it's more built for meetings, kind of. So, like, sometimes when one person's talking and another person comes in, <clears throat> the sound will get a little bit messed up. Like, it won't know who to focus on. But House Party, it kind of like it doesn't have that specific uh specific functions so it's kind of like it sounds more natural like when somebody's talking when multiple people are talking it sounds a lot more natural and it seems to work a little bit better but we're, we've been using both because some people depending on their country they don't have access to a certain app or whatever but yeah it's been between like eight to twelve people nice and these are and these are like kind of old friends that you used to go to university with yeah i mean we keep in regular touch just in like chat groups and stuff but these have been like these opportunities to have like five hour talking <laughs> sessions, <laughs> nice, <laughs> which yeah. is good and bad, I guess. But yeah, yeah so another, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people around the world have been enjoying that 
a type of uh, activity as a result of coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, reconnecting with old friends and building bonds again. Yeah, uh, I think I need to do that a bit more uh, with, especially my friends and family back in England. But it's just trying to get <clears throat> that timing right. I mean, for for them, uh, it's it's easier. But for me, because I'm I'm will be working again soon and hopefully things will kind of get back to normal so it'll be a bit harder but i'm definitely like messaging uh you know friends and family back at home on kind of on a daily basis giving encouragement you know stuff like that any other good things your back uh i've been working out a little bit at home so i guess that's kind of a good thing i never really worked out before so that's a that's a plus i mean i was going to jujitsu before but i've kind of stopped going to the dojo the last few weeks so i've been doing like home workouts just like short uh morning workouts uh 10 minute 10 minute limit because i I hate working out like going to the gym i hate lifting weights so i'm doing all these kind of no weight calisthenic workouts in the in the morning like uh you know, push-ups, pull-ups, using my body weight, uh, lunges, uh, stretching a lot. I don't know how effective it is. I mean, I, I feel I feel pretty good after it. You know, just get get that short burst in in the morning, get get things going before I start doing some studying as well. So I'm getting into a routine of studying Japanese every day. Uh, yeah, my Japanese has got a lot better actually. My my kanji reading. So, uh, so I don't have to ask you for any translations anymore. I know how annoy- annoyed you get when people ask for uh, for help with Japanese. No, man. You know, I, I was listening to that episode afterwards, and dude, I don't think you have ever asked me for anything. And to be honest, like I don't get upset. You know what it is? I was thinking about it though because I was listening to that episode. Again. I don't get upset. You know what it is? Is it's still like it's not like my Japanese is like native level. So even when people ask me to help out with stuff, it's still kind of like difficult for me too. So it's like not only am I having to do my own stuff, but I'm helping other people too. So that's why I was trying to say it was annoying, not because of like oh, my Japanese is so good and I don't want to help people, but it's still even difficult for me. And yet people like sometimes. Like, I'm just like, dude, like, you could probably do that just as well as I could, you know. But I was thinking about it. I don't think you've ever asked me for anything, so. So I I definitely remember um, one time, probably about, I would say, three or four years ago, I had one notice letter that I couldn't read, and I took a picture of it, sent it to you, and asked you what it meant. This is 100% true. So you could go back in our facebook or messenger app that we use to communicate scroll back about four years and you'll find uh, you'll find it <laughs> all right i'll go <laughs> I'm, look for I'm, it. I'm glad you 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 think that i haven't done that but that is the only time i have asked you for help and well, it, look, I, it may be more maybe maybe twice but that is one occasion i definitely remember that i did ask for help and you were very happy you did help me it was only like what does this sentence say and you're like oh it says this done <laughs> <laughs> now i have this reputation as a grumpy guy that doesn't want to help people but obviously that's that goes to show like i wasn't annoyed by it at all because uh i don't even remember it so yeah well it did take you a long time to reply so maybe you're getting really angry for a couple of hours you know composing yourself before you replied <laughs> yeah like why is it taking so long i mean it's not that difficult yeah i put in the message and i was like maybe i should like calm down before i push the send button and see if i really want to send this message 
Yeah. Well, that's good to hear that your Japanese is improving as a result of uh, time that you extra time that you have to do nothing else at home but study <laughs> kanji. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. Last thing, maybe positive, uh, that maybe not the last thing, but one other thing that I did think about. Well, there's a couple things just for Japan itself. Like, it's a good opportunity for Japan to kind of figure out how to do telework, telework a lot better. Like, <laughs> I saw an article. I don't remember if I posted it or not, but it was talking about like some people were frustrated because even though they were like working from home now in Japan, they were like they can't finish some of their work because it requires like somebody giving a honko on the document <laughs> they're like how you know which is a stamp and they're like how they're like they, they're confused and they're like i don't know how i can finish this project or i don't know how to finish this job because nobody's putting their honko i've got to go to my office to get a honko on it you know so one of the again the ridiculous aspects of japan but so yeah telework is kind of helping out but one other one, I mean, there's so many, like, negative things about the Olympic being postponed, you know, all the extra costs it's going to create uh, for sponsors and, you know, team members, participating teams, like, is how are they going to do their schedule, how is it going to conflict with everything next year, but I will kind of say, like, one positive thing, I, thing about the Olympics being postponed is maybe there's going to be, like, another year opportunity for Japan to be in the limelight a little bit. <laughs> As a yeah. result of the Olympics, you know, yeah, get some yeah. more attention for an extra year. You know, I don't know. There's got to be some way to use that to the benefit of Japan to extend this like period when people are kind of looking towards Japan for like a big event to happen and stuff. So I, th I know there's like all negatives about it being postponed, but, you know, maybe that's one more negative or positive for it. Yeah. yeah well, I do guess it just means the build up will be much longer. So Japan will constantly be in the, the media about the olympics coming the olympics are coming and uh, obviously what you know athletes being able to promote themselves for another year um you know the amateur athletes uh new people and they can train more too you know they but then i guess they would have to spend more money in that training which isn't so uh, such a good thing for them yeah did you see there's an article that was talking about like uh some athletes are a little upset because uh certain athletes that could not participate in the olympics if it were held this year because they were on a doping ban if that doping ban expires this year then they may be eligible actually to participate in the olympics now because the olympics have been pushed back one year and uh yeah so there were some complaints about that but so those people will be happy, the the dopers. There you go, <laughs> another good, good for them. Yeah, another positive part of coronavirus, man. Second yeah, Second and I think chance. I think another good positive is uh, people getting a bit more tech savvy, especially the the older generation. Um, we had a we actually had a, a seminar at one of my universities to teach people how to teach online, uh, learning you know Zoom, um, how to download things and it seems like for the for the older teachers it was a first experience of them you know having passwords and having to log on and use webcams uh, and it was it was, a, it was a bit of a joke really like i was it was supposed to be a an, a 90 minute seminar ended up going on for about three hours because it was yeah learning relearning basic things or teaching basic things to all these uh you know people that didn't know much about technology so i didn't get much out of it i mean a lot of stuff i could have just figured out myself 
and it was all in Japanese, which I guess for me it was good because I got to practice my Japanese listening for three hours. <laughs> yeah, well, are the, so would you say though, like, are those people like pretty set to go now after having that three hour session? No, I don't think so. There was a lot of people like, uh, raising their hand for their hands for help like every time there was like oh is there any questions and pretty much like half the room was like raising their hands for questions <laughs> so uh, yeah so i think those people will still be uh be struggling for a while and they would probably need uh, a manual of some kind but i get for them it was more of a uh you know just to to start them to get them into it and now they have about two weeks to really learn the the programs by themselves but i think i think once they kind of get into it uh you know it's, it's they're pretty straightforward but you know if it's your first time using software or downloading software it, it might be quite a challenge like i remember when my mom you know she was in her 60s when she first used the computer and she she went to this uh, training school in uh, in England at, at the local library, and she just couldn't figure out how to use the mouse, so so she didn't know how to like hold it, <laughs> so she kept like pushing it with her finger, and then like she didn't know how to like scroll, you know, so so for her, it, you know, I was trying to teach her as well at home um, by phone, and it was a it was a nightmare, yeah, and and she couldn't figure out how to shut down the computer, so I think there was a lot of people in that similar situation at this sen- seminar that I was in at. Uh, the the other day what do they, they seem will, uh, i mean do they yeah that's an important thing like do they seem like they have the spirit to want to learn to be able to do this job of online teaching i think so they were you know they were asking lots of questions and uh and they were keen to learn so yeah i, I think so i think they'll get there and they're professionals so they kind of have to Yeah, I mean, again, it's just kind of interesting to see where Japan's going to go for. I mean, like places like the U.S. are like, you know, should we open up, start opening up in stages, like state by state? How does everyone handle it differently? And Japan's just kind of like in this, yeah, it's weird. Like we're in this twilight zone of like, are we behind people? So we follow the example of what happened in other countries. Are we like kind of like in this new space and nobody's experienced yet? And even us too, man, we got to figure out like, you know, how do we keep doing this in a situation? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is our first uh, Skype session in a while, right? We we've <clears throat> have been doing face-to-face ones previously. Um, but yeah, maybe going forward, we might have to start doing these kind of recordings, Zoom or Skype or something like that. Yeah, or we got to get like the microphone and do like six six feet apart or whatever. Yeah, get get the plastic sheet that they have in the supermarkets. You've seen that the screen. <laughs> yeah, they're doing that like in all the convenience stores. Have you? I saw it like on the news, and then like yes, yeah, so I started going to the convenience store from like yesterday or two days before. They all have like the shield. Yeah. At the red uh, register. Yeah. Yeah, they have it in uh, the supermarkets too, like the local Max Value uh, by us. They have the big screen at the cashier. So, yeah, they're trying to avoid any kind of contact. But it's still like handing money over, like by hand. <laughs> so yeah. they could just put in a, they could put it in the tray, I guess, but they're still, they've touched it and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of like good to do as much as possible. But see, that's one of those things. Like you think about it, like maybe in some places that would get convenient convenience stores would get shut down because they're like non-essential businesses. But I don't know. Are they? Maybe they are essential, especially in Japan. Like, can you imagine convenience stores being told to close down or something? I don't think they would be. I think they're pretty essential. I think especially if uh, if there's not any shops or supermarkets nearby, uh, a lot of people live off convenience stores. Even uh, the food there, especially like students, you know, they they can go down uh, late hours or early hours of the evening and get some cut ramen to, or a bento or something. Yeah, I've no, I've known students that have told me stories of them surviving on konbini food. So for some people, it is it isn't essential? I think. Yeah, but they got to think about, like, the people that are working there. Like, is the government going to say, like, you have to keep going to your convenience store job because a convenience store is essential? Or, like, do they need to think about the people working there and say, like, no, maybe some people should be doing more of this online, online delivery and everything right. instead of, you know, forcing those people to go to work or something. I don't know. Again, it's like a unique situation, you know. Man, that would be cool if convenience started doing delivery right just you know you can get anything you need then it's awesome delivery yeah it's like one step you've i mean now you've got convenience stores like everywhere they're just like you know downstairs and it's just like one more step where it's like i don't even want to go downstairs anymore you guys got to come up (laughs) just like one rice ball please yeah yeah so people should try to be figuring out how to like they can consolidate their things and necessities from convenience stores and stuff you know Well, I'm glad we could do this session, man, trying to see a little bit what the positives are that we can find out of the situation. Yeah, we've got uh, a few. Yeah, I think it's a little bit hard for us because, man, I see, again, see some people overseas that are, like, pretty run down from being stay at home for, like, weeks on end already. And now it's kind of going to be interesting to see if Japan will go into that strict of a situation or not. But I'm glad uh, we could uh, kind of do the session to find some good and positive things and, yeah, figure out where to go from here yeah and hopefully uh, some other people or listeners listening to this can uh, can get some positives out of it too instead of all the negativity that's around in the media I mean it was, it was quite difficult finding positive articles about the coronavirus actually so hopefully this will help some people to be a you know a bit more uh, forward thinking and, and maybe learn some new things try to get something good out of the situation yeah, that's weird. Like, even in Japan, like, there's not too many articles, right? Like, the articles in Japan right now about coronavirus seem like they're kind of, like, dated or they're, like, back in other countries' situations a few weeks ago. So they're just talking about, like, oh, it's increased, like, by this many more uh, per day. And, like, uh-oh, the hospitals are about to get overrun and stuff. And this is, like, all stuff that was kind of a topic a few weeks ago overseas. So we'll see how it goes from here, man. Yeah. 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 All right, man. We'll uh, take care of yourself. All right. You too, ma'am. Stay safe. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Bye.